Welcome to the Financial Advisors Edge Podcast, a show created by financial advisors for financial advisors. Are you ready for some straight talk about building and growing a financial services practice? Four advisors in different states at different firms that have each built $100 million plus practices from scratch the right way through hard work, doing the right thing, and having fun while doing it. It's time for you to get the edge. Here are your hosts, Brad Warhurt, Jeff Copeland, Jim Martin, and Greg Gonzalez. Hey, and welcome to the show. Jim Martin here. Greg and Brad both have the day off, so I am flying solo, doing my best to hold down the fort and help you gain the edge. Hey, just remember, you can connect with us on our website at vfaedge.com. Again, that's vfaedge.com. Look, we've got a group coaching program you do not want to miss out. It's called the Century Club. Make sure you click on that link and learn more about it. One other thing that I'm going to mention, and I hope that you'll take the time to do it. Look, if you find value in the show, make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. We really appreciate when people do that. It's a really easy way if you find value that you can pay us back without any cost. So uh, make sure you do that. We always appreciate folks who do that. And send us a screenshot if you do it on our, our Facebook group because uh, we love we love seeing that and just saying thank you personally. Without further ado, we're going to jump right into the topic. We are talking about building out a world-class office. And building out a world-class office is one of these, these ideas that are out there that people kind of get misconstrued about. What does a world-class office look like? How should I build one? How can I make sure it's, it's right? How can I afford it is really one of the questions we get a lot. And I, this is near and dear to my heart right now because we're actually expanding at my firm. We're, uh, we've got two offices and I've had two offices forever. So just a little background on me. I built, uh, when I started my business, um, I started in a small town. I hadn't, I'd never even been there. I just, uh, I just picked it on a map because I, I started with Edward Jones and there was no other Edward Jones advisors there. So in my infancy of the career, I thought, wow, that would be a competitive advantage. Ha <laughs> like five people before me and came in and failed. So maybe not quite the competitive advantage I thought it was, but you know, I succeeded and went independent, but I started in a small town and as my ambitions grew and I wanted to grow my, uh, you know, my business a little bit, I made a decision to expand and I moved to another city, which it's not a major Metro by any stretch, but, um, it does have a Chipotle. So, uh, you know, that's kind of the, the mark we look for when we're expanding and <laughs> in our business, doesn't have a Starbucks and Chipotle and all the other, you know, homogenized fast food and, and restaurants options that are out there. That tells you that they've done their demographics and chances are there's enough people to support that. So anyway, we moved to a different town and we've been operating with two offices, you know, for almost 10 years now. And it, it's been pretty successful, but I, along the way, I've I've learned some really valuable lessons about building out offices. And as we expanded into uh, Lynchburg, Virginia, um, just recently, I, I kind of was reminded of the, 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 the mistakes I'd made along the way with those other offices um, as I began to look at different office space. So let me, just, let me just put a stake in the ground right here. A really nice office is a game changer for your practice. And don't go cheap here. 
So many advisors make a decision to cut corners or, you know, get, get a small conference, uh, a small conference room or a small office space, or maybe it's not in the best part of town because that's all they can afford. Or, you know, they just, they just cut corners here. And, you know, this is one of these things where it's a differentiating factor, especially if you're independent. I mean, obviously if you're, look, if you're captive working for, you know, Lynch or, uh, UBS or Jones or somebody, you're gonna you're gonna have brand guidelines that they're gonna set out. But if you're an independent advisor, you have complete control over this, and um, how you set this up can be really impactful. And even by the way, if you're in a wire or a Jones or a regional or something like that, you you obviously get the opportunity to build out your office as well. So this this show's gonna have a little something for everyone today. So let's start with the basics. Number one, um, I think you should be choosing class A or class B office space. And if you don't know what that is, just ask a commercial lender. But class A is what it stands for. Like it's the best in class. It's really nice. By the way, it can be very expensive too, depending upon your market. I get it. Like if you live in New York City, uh, it's going to be different than, you know, Southwest Virginia where I live. So understand, I, I get the idea of the cost. One of my great friends, he he runs a practice in Los Angeles. He he hates me when I tell him what my office costs are, my office space. So um, I, I get that there there's a divergence there depending upon your market where you have to be mindful of. But with that said, you don't want to go cheap here. Remember, your office is a prop. Like when think about this from a prospect's perspective. A prospect, they're introduced to you, or you've met them through a seminar or digital wherever they came from. It doesn't really matter. Like when they come in, that first impression is a big deal. Like we want to remove what we call failure factors. Failure factors are things that can derail you from turning a prospect, an ideal prospect, into a client. And your office can be a really big piece of that because they're making their decision. They walk through the door. Guess what they're doing? They are making their decision if they think you're successful or not. And based upon that decision, you might win the business or not. And, um, Look, none of us can afford just to uh, to blow half the opportunities out the door that we would have gotten otherwise had we had a nice office space. I mean, it, the, the math just doesn't work, generally speaking, for most advisory firms. So look for a really good office space. And the reason you want a really good office space is, again, to impress clients. It is a prop. I get it. We can do this from a storage room with a laptop and a cell phone. We do not need a nice office. But, but your clients expect it. And when they come into the office, it needs to be clean and tidy and modern and everything else around it or whatever your whatever your design theme is. So first off, start with class A, class B building space. Make sure it's accessible. Make sure it's easy to locate. Uh, you know, all of the things that can drive people nuts. And then when they come in, it needs to be warm and inviting and welcoming. And here's uh, here's the deal. Look, no matter where your office is right now, I want you to shop it. Go outside. And just look at it. Start to look at your parking lot. Look at your signs. Look at your entrance. Figure out like what what will a client or a prospect see when the first time they drive up? Are you next to a uh, a nail salon? Well, that might be something you might want to change. Are you next to a massage parlor? I mean, I might want to get out of there. These are things that are uh, these are things that can derail you. Are you in a part of town that people don't? Uh, really think about for a very high-end financial advisor. You know, these are these are the things you want to look at. Are your planners? If you have planners outside, are the flowers dead? Are, is the parking lot dirty? Do your lines need to be striped? Do you, are your windows dirty? These are things that you can fix. So fix them if you can. As you begin to walk into your lobby, 
look around your reception area. And, and if you don't have a reception area, you're missing out. It, it, you know, look at it. You don't want to answer your own phone calls. You also don't want to just somebody just walk into your office and they immediately walk into the one room they're going to meet. It makes you look small. And if you look small, you will get small clients. There is no doubt about it. But you are going to have to fight tooth and nail for those larger clients that are competing with me and, and Merrill Lynch and everybody else who's going to have a nice office. And I'm not talking mahogany walls here, guys. I'm talking just like a really nice appointed office. When you walk into the reception area, is it nicely appointed? Is it cluttered? Does it feel dated? Do you need to update your paint, your pictures? Like you can go to Home Goods or TJ Maxx or you know I don't know Pier One I don't even know if it's still around or and we're any of these places Kirkland's and and buy some recent art and it's really cheap I mean you know I, I think it's horrible but you know it'll look nice in your walls and you can replace that every couple of years give it a refresh as it goes through I guess that's my whole point around it uh, does it have a nice sign in there is, is is are there cobwebs up there are is it bright enough will it warm up with a lamp. As you kind of do that, then go to anything that's client-facing and take a look. And don't, by the way, do not miss the bathroom. Look, if you've got a bathroom, uh, there are going to be ladies that use that bathroom. And guys, I get it. We're Spartan and we don't care. But I promise you, your female clients care. So make sure the bathroom is nice, it's bright, you've got something that smells good in there, you've got great hand wash, you, you, you know, it just make it inviting so when your, your female clients come in, they feel as though that it's a nice place because old people use the bathroom. This is part of the deal. You know, Every time somebody shows up at my office, somebody's using the dark bathroom. So make sure it's really nice. All right, now, as you are secret shopping and you walk into your conference room, and by the way, we're going to talk about should you meet them in your conference room, in your office in a second. But I like to meet people in a conference room because in a conference room, I can keep it clean all the time. I don't have to worry about stacking papers or moving stuff or, you know, removing sticky notes or you know, all the other crap that's in an office. But when you walk into your conference room, are your chairs set up right? And what I mean by that, are they, are they the right height? Are they positioned or are they kind of thrown around the room? I want things to look really in order when somebody walks in. When they come into my room, the chairs are centered, they're straight, they're at a right height. There's two cool bottles of water on coasters. In the middle of those two is a piece of paper. Usually uh, we call it propaganda. It's a folder with all our stuff and then a note piece of paper on top with a nice writing pen. And when they sit down, I just say, oh, here's your seats and here's a cool, uh, here's some cool water if you like it. One of the really cool touches that we put in last year was we asked the clients and the prospects before they come in, would you like uh, chilled water or room temperature? I know it sounds really silly, but uh, people are really sensitive to temperatures. And this has been, you know, people really appreciate the extra step you go to. So it's really, it's a simple, no cost way. You just have to build in a process to do it. And then when they sit in the conference room, in our conference room, we've got a whiteboard because we like to do a lot of teaching. And we've got a big old 60-inch uh, uh, you know, flat screen TV up there where we can put a plan up or we can look something up on Yahoo Finance or CNBC or whatever we're doing for the clients. Uh, and it's really we, the conference chairs. Look, yeah, the conference chairs need to be nice. Look, if they're starting to show wear, I mean, throw them out, guys. I mean, what does a conference room chair cost? 300 bucks, 200 bucks. Um, the, other, the other advice I'm going to give you uh, I've got some big boys as clients, all right? So 
you know, just what it is, right? Like, you know, we, we know people get older, they don't, they tend not to worry about their, their health as much as far as, you know, going to the buffet line twice. Uh, I would say get some big boy chairs. You make sure when you're buying conference room chairs, you get them weight, uh, the, the weight uh, to 350 pounds on those things. And you can look them up. I, if you never looked at that, that'll, that'll make your chairs last longer and it'll be more comfortable because I've seen some people just plop down in those chairs and you don't want to bust out your hydraulics and have a chair that doesn't work is my point. All right. So that's what, that's what the, the process would be. You know, do a secret shop through your office. Make sure it's there. Check your artwork when they come into your office. I'm going to tell you, like, you know, sometimes we think we need all our degrees and all the awards and all that. I don't have any awards up. Like, I get all these stupid awards sent to me. We don't put any of that crap up. I don't think it adds, like, legitimately zero value. You know the most commented thing on my wall? I have a I have two pictures that my kid drew when he was like, I don't know, seven years old. And they're two trucks. He just drew these trucks. And I framed them and put them on the wall because he asked me to. That is the most commented on thing that anybody, anybody talks about. Pictures of your family. So put some pictures of your family up. Put some artwork from your kids. Look, if you're a younger advisor, I get it. Put some pictures of your family. That's all right. You don't have to have like fake family kids up there. You know, put some nieces and nephews. And you can, people will look at that stuff and they'll ask questions about it. And you can, you can be really proud of it. And I'm going to share, look, I'm going to on our Facebook group and you can find us at, uh, uh, on on Facebook at the Financial Advisors Edge. That's in our show notes as well. But find us on there. I'll post some pictures in my office just to kind of give people some ideas of what they look like. And let's talk about uh, the table. I kind of skipped over that. Look, I, I hate, I absolutely hate those typical solid kind of press wood conference room tables that look like, you know, it was pulled out, of, I don't know, out of the office and Jim or Dwight Schrute was working at it. Uh, I would suggest getting a really nice table, a signature, I call it a signature piece. Um, look, you can get a live edge table, you can get an epoxy table. One of the things that, one of the tricks that I've learned is we get dining room, because conference room tables, by the way, if you like want to go into a business and get rich, obviously financial advising is probably a good place to do it. But boy, oh boy, if you can make conference room tables, I can't believe the costs on those darn things. They're just ridiculous. But I would say, look, if you can uh, go out and find some really cool dining room tables, that can be a, a, a less expensive option as a conference room table. And nobody knows the difference. It's just a table. You put some conference room chairs around it, and guess what happens? All of a sudden, it turns into a conference room table. You, you know, you're not going to eat at it. So I, I think we have um, we've had some custom. We have a custom table made. Uh, which is really nice, but the guy's out of business now. So the other two tables I got were dining room tables. And they I get comments on them all the time, like, hey, this is a really nice table. Well, thank you, sir. You know, like, and I have to replace them every four or five years because, you know, people ride on them or they get scratched. And I try to replace it as much as I can. But the reality is I don't really care about a $1,000 table. If I can get five years out of it, it, it was a pretty darn cheap investment. And that's what we're talking about. Keep your offices modern. So make sure your table is nice. Make sure the picture's on the wall. Think about it from a prospect. They do not care about your 14 degrees and your 12 letters after your name. They just don't care. They care that you're a real person that cares about them, that, that, is, that has the same thing. So, you know, those are the things we do in our office. Now, the other questions people ask a lot of times is, you know, should I meet people in a conference room or an office? A conference room. You meet people in a conference room. You work in an office. Like, do you want to be the person that's got to, like, 
to, to clean it up all the time? No, have a conference room. Make sure it's nicely appointed, comfortable chairs. Keep it clean. Don't leave paper sitting around. Clean your whiteboards off before people come in. And one really cool idea, like really cool, somebody comes in the office, have a sign somewhere that says, Welcome, Mr. Mrs. Miller. You can put it in your car. You can write it on your darn whiteboard. You can put it on your, your screen. We like to put it on our our our, our flat screen when they come in. We have a, a sign right on it when we just update it and they come in and it says, Welcome, whoever the Millers. Welcome, Mr. and Mrs. Miller. When they come in, their, their name is in lights and they start to feel good. What we're trying to do with the office is do a couple things. We want to put people at ease. Obviously, we want to make them feel welcome. And ultimately, we want them to sense that, hey, if I give you my life savings, you're a successful advisor. Like You're going to be in the business for a little while. And that, that's really important to people. They're judging you. Make no mistake. If you've got a Regis office, a one one office, one rule office, or just a you know something you're not proud of, you get rid of it. I go out and find something you're, you're, you find value. And here, you know, this is where advisors get so damn cheap sometimes. Like, let, let's say an office, like a regular office that's not very nice, costs 2000 bucks a month to rent. Well, a really nice one costs 2800 bucks a month to rent. We're, we're, we're talking at the end of the day, less than a million dollars of assets is going to pay for that upgraded office. And I will, I can't promise anything, but I would say that a nice office will, will bring in that, that, that million dollars of assets. So this is an area where you don't want to go cheap on. You want to do it right. Now, the other question that people ask is, well, well Jim, 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 I do all my business virtually. You know, I, I don't really care about this office thing. You know, I do my stuff virtually, buddy. Cool. I think that's fine too. So invest in what invest in your virtual office, if you will. Make sure you have good software. Make sure you have a great camera and great sound. And then ultimately make sure your backdrop is awesome. And don't blur your darn backdrop. Come on, man. Like let people see what's behind you. Have pictures of your family and your dog and whatever the hell else is important to you. You know, have have stuff there. It's important whether you're doing it virtually or you're doing it um you're doing it face to face that people feel that connection. And and by the way, this virtual thing is it's important for advisors who who meet in offices to get to get their your game straight on this. Go out and buy a hundred dollar webcam, like a really nice webcam with good, like a good omnidirectional mic. I think I said it right. And um, and make sure you buy yourself some soundproofing stuff to put behind it when you're talking, so you'll have a huge echo. And get some decent lighting. Get one of those ring lights that those Instagram people use. And and when you're on there, make sure it's a stage. So if you're talking to somebody for the first time, they're like, wow. I'm like talking to a movie star here, you know, like that, that stuff is awesome. If you do it right. So you don't lose this just because you're virtual, but I would really, I really want to, I really want to really pound this point home because I will tell you that some of my mistakes I've made is I went really cheap on my office before. And when I went really cheap on my office, I ended up costing myself the opportunity to get clients. I just know it. I know it because I didn't get huge, big clients back in the day when I had like the sub, subpar, subpar kind of places. Uh, when, when I just upgraded my office and we moved to Lynchburg, I mean, it was 
guys, it was a challenge. Like it was hard to find an office that was like legit nice because the market's tight in that market at least. And, um, you know, I had commercial lenders taking me around, show me kind of places and I was sort of getting desperate and I would encourage you not to feel that way. If you're upgraded, take your time, find the right place. I mean, they took me to, I, I, you know, I don't even know how to say this on the podcast, but they, they took me to like a brothel, like a, a legit massage parlor and like, oh, it's going to be great. All it needs is a coat of paint. I'm like, no, like, how can I be here? Like people will remember that what this was before I was here. Can't do that. So I just held out. I held out and we eventually came across that attorney was leaving and we moved into a really nice office. Uh, you know, I, I, I we put paint on the walls and, and went in and decorated. And this thing is awesome. Like if you went in there, you're like, yeah, this is a legit nice office. Like there are some really easy upgrades you can do that are under $5,000 to make an office just sing and shine that you're successful. So those are my, um, those are my kind of my, my feedback to everybody. Think about your office space, do a walkthrough, just really do a walkthrough. Hey, have like have like one of your friends do a walkthrough. Have your team do a walkthrough and take notes of things you need to fix. Like we did this, and one of my guys said, "Hey, you know, it'd be really cool if we had like custom mats when they came in. Like when they came in, they saw like they they had the 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 foot mat mat or whatever it's called, but it said like Martin Wealth Solutions. I'm like, really, you can do that? He's like, yeah, dude. Um, and we ordered them, and they're awesome. So when people come in, like it's it's not an experience, but it's nice. And then last but not least, make sure it smells nice, not musty and not too perfumey, but it smells nice. Like the, if you went to a, um, a casino in Vegas today, uh, they're pumping scent in because there are certain scents that, that relax people, make them feel more comfortable, and it's more inviting. So think about some subtle scents. Uh, don't go overboard. You know, like you do, I, I, I'm kind of sensitive. I don't love like really strong scents, but I do like like, you know, a little lavender or something. I think it smells nice. And, um, I, you can look at those things. I'm just saying more than anything, make sure it does not stink in the office. Make sure the reception area is clean. Do that secret shopping, upgrade your office. And I promise you're going to get the edge. I have seen this work so many times where if people get nice offices, things sort of fall into place and don't go overboard. You don't need more space than you need, but get the right amount of space for your needs. Hope this episode was helpful. Remember guys, leave us that five-star review. You can connect with us at thefaedge.com. Again, that's thefaedge.com. Thanks for listening. Me and the rest of the guys will be back next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the show. Check us out at thefinancialadvisorsedge.com if you want to learn more about us. If you enjoyed the content, make sure to leave us a five-star review and tell your friends about us. The opinions that are expressed in the shows are that of each host only and don't necessarily reflect the opinion of the other hosts. Like the weather, our opinions can change. This podcast isn't intended to provide tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified professional. We cannot guarantee our opinions or forecasts are right. See you next week.